You have reached Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey, a ministry and podcast of the Discover Young Adults Ministry at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. We meet at 945 on Sunday mornings, and we have small groups all throughout the week. We are located at Preston Road and Highway 635 in North Dallas. My name is Jacob Hawk. I'm the Young Adults Minister and the host of this podcast. It doesn't matter if you are single, dating, if you want to be dating, if you're married, if you want to be married, or if you're divorced, or if you're trying to figure out at what stage of life you are passing through. At the Discover Young Adults Ministry, we want to help you discover life, discover love, and discover the Lord. If I can help you or serve you in any way, or if I can pray for you, please email me at jacob at pressandcrest.org. You may be wondering, okay, what's the deal here? Another podcast in the vast ocean of podcast? Well, I guess the answer to that would technically be yes, but also be no. This is another podcast, and I know you have literally thousands to choose from, and so I thank you for a few minutes of your time today. But hopefully this podcast can be a little bit different, a little bit special for you and for your walk with Jesus Christ. We're all on a journey And if you notice, the subtitle for this podcast is Navigating Your Journey. And right now, all of our journeys, they're tough. They're hard. They're difficult. They're scary. It's a difficult time in the church. It's a difficult time in our world. It is a difficult time to raise children. And if you don't have a strong faith rooted in Jesus Christ, well, frankly, it's a real scary time to live in this country. And so what we want to do through this podcast is help you navigate your journey. Long ago, King David wrote in Psalm 119, verse 105, that your word is a lamp unto my feet, and it is a light unto my path. The word of God is to be our compass. It is to shine the light where we need to go and shine the light to get us back on the path when we've gone the wrong way. And so through this podcast, we want to navigate your journey with the Word of God, talking about real issues from a biblical perspective. Now, the title of this podcast is Road Talk. Because if you're anything like me, when you listen to podcasts, and I've been listening to podcasts for several years now, you're probably right now in your car, driving home from work or driving to work. Or you may be at a gym. If you are, hang tough. It'll be over in just a little bit. You may be walking around your neighborhood, or you may be running around your neighborhood. If if you're someone who enjoys running, we will pray for you when this is over. But if you're exercising or if you're driving or if you've gone to the gym and you're going to go home from the gym later on, you got there or you're on a road right now. We spend a lot of time on roads. And God has been talking about roads in his word for a long time as well. Even Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, when he was explaining to people that there are two different paths that people choose to travel down, he, he talked about roads. In Matthew seven thirteen and 14, Jesus said, There's a broad 
road with a wide gate, and a lot of people choose that for their way to arrive at their destination, which is no destination at all. But there's also a narrow road and a small gate, and many, many less people make that choice. But it's the road that leads to eternal life. Really, the the theme verse for our podcast is found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, where Moses, speaking on behalf of God in a great passage that the Jewish faith for many years has referred to as the Shema, Moses talked about a road. He was making some some of his final speeches to the children of Israel after 40 years of leading them in the wilderness. And in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 7, Moses, speaking on behalf of God, says these words, Hear, O Israel. In other words, listen up. Let me have your attention. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. So you need to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts and press them on your children. In other words, make sure this lasts for generation after generation. But listen to this next line. Talk about them, the commands of God, when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. In other words, there never needs to be an hour of your day that you aren't thinking about God's ways and God's will for your life, that you are not loving Him with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all of your strength. And so we want to take those words from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and use them for this podcast. This is Road Talk. Navigating your journey. If I could think of really one main goal for this podcast, it would be rooted in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, where after the writer of Hebrews has described all of the great heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, he transitions into chapter 12 by saying, So let us fix our eyes on Jesus. I want to help you fix your eyes on Jesus. I want to help myself fix my eyes on Jesus. Because let's face it, there are so many things that we could and can fix our eyes upon in this world. But none of them compare in importance to fixing our eyes on Jesus. And so if Road Talk can help you fix your eyes on Jesus while you drive to work or home from work or while you're at the gym or sweating it out on the road, then I believe that our goals have been achieved. If you're wondering how you can be involved in this podcast as we move forward, well, there are three things that you can do. First of all, pray for this effort. I've never done a podcast before, so I'm learning as we go. Pray that God would use these words to touch many lives. Secondly, if you have ideas of things that you would like us to cover in this podcast, let me know what your ideas are. I'd love to have them, and I would love to try to tackle them together. And then finally, if you have some guests that you would like to have on the show, please let me know who those guests are as well. You can contact me with your ideas or request for guests at jacob at pressandcrest.org, and we will very seriously consider having them on this show.
Well, I thank you for tuning in, and that's a little bit of the introductory remarks about this podcast. We will get off of that, and for most of the episodes moving forward, there will be someone join me on this show, and I will interview them, and we will talk about many different issues that we face today as God's people, uh, disagreeing respectfully, how to study your Bible, how to share your faith, a Christian's role in politics, a Christian's role in government, how we should view the law, or, you know, marriage, parenting, dating, divorce, financial planning, you name it, we're going to talk about it. From a biblical perspective, a biblical worldview, and most of all, we want to fix our eyes on Jesus as we exalt and lift up his name, for it should be honored for who he is. So in this first episode, since we've talked a little bit about what it's for, the podcast, I want to spend a little bit of time today just talking about meditating on God's word. Have you ever spent much time meditating on God's Word? Do you know what it means to meditate on God's Word? Studies and statistics show that right now Americans are busier than they have ever been in the history of our country. Well, maybe not as busy the last 100 days because of the coronavirus. COVID-19 has really forced us to tap our brakes when it comes to the fast pace of life. But before COVID-19, we were busier as a nation than we had ever been. 70% of American homes are dual-income homes, and 85% of those homes have mom and dad working more than 40 hours a week. So children don't see their parents that much at all when you think about those statistics for many homes in in America. And then children who are school age, they go just in classroom instruction for 35 hours a week. That doesn't even count all of their extracurricular activities. And then there's time that we spend at church and time that we spend exercising and time that we spend for our hobbies. We are a busy, busy people. And in all of that rush, in all of that busyness, it is so easy for our involvement with the Word of God to be pushed to the back burner. And that's why meditating on the Word of God can be so extremely important and transformative for your life. Now, when you hear that word meditation, some images may come to your mind. You may think about a Buddhist monk meditating as he seeks that inner peace or nirvana, as Buddhists would describe it. You might think about someone doing yoga at a yoga studio and really sweating it out as they meditate and try to develop and strengthen their core. Well, I'm not talking about Buddhism when I'm discussing meditation, and I'm certainly not talking about yoga because I will always find a reason to be too busy for yoga. When I talk about meditation, I think about what David wrote in Psalm chapter 1. David said, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. 
and on his law he meditates day and night. Hmm. What does that mean? He meditates on it day and night. How do we meditate on the Word of God? Well, let me tell you what a lot of people say. They say it means to read Scripture, and I don't think they're wrong. I mean, obviously, reading Scripture and meditation have some very similar characteristics. I think it's a little bit more than that. Maybe you're someone who has purchased the daily Bible. Maybe your church has purchased daily Bibles for their members where you read through the Bible in one year. You do three chapters a day and five chapters on Saturday and Sunday. I'm all for daily Bible reading, and I'm not against the daily Bible. I am a little bit hesitant to just proclaim that the daily Bible is the best thing since sliced bread, and here's why. Because the daily Bible system has a quota of chapters that you're supposed to read every day. Three chapters a day, five chapters on Saturday and Sunday. And if you aren't very careful, you begin to focus more on getting through your reading than you do on actually what the reading is all about and what God's Word is telling you. To meditate on something, you have to contemplate something. You have to digest something. And I really think God would rather us contemplate or digest His Word rather than just get through it. I think it's more of a quality of time over the quantity that we read. Because we don't want Bible study to be like our time at the gym where you say, I've got 15 minutes on this treadmill or 10 minutes on the stair climber and I'm just going to put my head down and get it done. You know, God doesn't want you to feel that way about His Word. So I'm not against the daily Bible, and I'm certainly a big proponent of daily Bible reading. But meditation helps us really digest what God wants us to know. It's less about how much have I read and more about what have I read or what is this telling me. In fact, whenever I read a passage regardless if it's for sermon preparation or for my own personal Bible study. There are three questions that I always ask. Number one, what does this passage tell me about God? Number two, what does this passage tell me about people? And number three, what does this passage tell me to do? What does it tell me about God? What does it tell me about people? What does it tell me to do? If you ask those three questions every time you read God's Word, number one, I think you're going to understand it the way that God wants you to understand it. And number two, you're going to meditate on it. You're going to digest it. You are going to contemplate what God wants for your life. I've had a lot of friends tell me in the past, you know, I'm just not a bookworm. I don't enjoy reading. Even though it's God's Word, I get bored. I get distracted, so I stop reading. Well, I've been there. I really have. So meditation is so important for the people of God. Meditating is not just reading. Technically, that word means to ponder or to practice. You don't have to have your nose in a book to meditate on God's Word. For example, 
On Tuesday, if you think about something that you heard the preacher say on Sunday, you know what you're doing? You're meditating on the Word of God. By the way, preachers, if you're listening to this, if your people remember something you said on Tuesday, or if your people remember something on Tuesday that you said on Sunday, well done. You are way ahead of the curve. Or on Thursday, when you think about a scripture you read on Monday, you know what you're doing? You're meditating on the Word of God. When you lay down to sleep at night, if you think about your favorite passage of scripture, or if you sing your favorite hymn, you you know what you're doing? Hey, you're meditating on the Word of God. When you're faced with a difficult choice in life, when you seek what the Bible says to help you make that decision, do you know what you're doing? Oh, you're doing what David talked about in Psalm 1. You are meditating on the Word of God. Or when you're riding in the car, when you're walking on the road, when you're at the gym, when you're listening to road talk, navigating your journey, you know what you're doing? You're meditating on the Word of God. Think about it in this way. When Joshua, you know, the man who was in charge when the walls of Jericho came tumbling down, when Joshua received the torch of leadership from Moses to lead Israel into the promised land, God gave Joshua some marching orders, and God told Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night. There's that phrase again. Joshua, when you're leading Israel, do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night. Now think with me for just a moment. What was Joshua going to do for a living? What was going to be his profession? Being a warrior being a leader, going into battle, coming out of battle, fighting wars, seeing all kinds of violence. When God said, meditate on it day and night, do you think that God was telling Joshua, every time you go into battle, be sure and open up the scrolls and read from them? Not if you wanted to win the battle. No, I think God was saying, Joshua, Here's how I want you to meditate on it day and night. I want you to remember the things that I've promised you. I want you to remember my faithfulness. And I want you to be courageous. I want you not to be afraid because the battle belongs to the Lord and your courage will be directly tied to how often you meditate on my words day and night and night. You don't have to be a good English student to be a good Bible student. Because there's more to meditating on God's Word than just reading God's Word. It's pondering it. It's practicing it. It's contemplating it. It's digesting it. It's making sure that your heart and your soul and your mind are constantly thinking about loving the Lord your God. It's talking about these things while you walk along the road. And that is our goal with road talk. 
And that's the goal for this episode, to encourage you to meditate on Scripture. And every episode moving forward will not only be built on biblical principles, but they will be tied directly to the biblical text. And so in that same psalm of Psalm 1, David reminds his readers, and he reminds us as listeners to this podcast, that if you really want to meditate on the Word of God, you have to delight in it. You have to enjoy it. You have to form good reading habits, good meditation habits. If you don't delight in it, you're not going to stick with it. I mean, if if you are at the gym right now doing some type of exercise that someone has asked you to do, you know as well as I do, you got to find a routine that you enjoy. If you enjoy the elliptical, you do the elliptical. If you enjoy lifting weights, you start lifting weights. If you hate the stair climber, don't do the stair climber. You're not going to stick with it more than two or three days. You've got to find what works for you. And it's no different when it comes to studying the Word of God. You've got to find a way that you enjoy doing it or you won't stick with it. Listen, the Bible is incredible. It's incredible. It took 1,500 years to write with 40 different authors. Many of them never met each other. And the authors varied in profession from shepherds to kings to prophets to tax collectors to fishermen. Name me another book in the world like that. Not only is it inspired, but it is a marvel just from the human perception of how it got put together and how it withstood the test of time. It's been translated into more languages than any other book in the history of mankind. It comes in all sizes. It comes in all translations. You can have it in physical form. You can have it in electronic form. It is a marvel to have. But in the busyness of life, we so often push it to the back burner. I heard a story several years ago about a young man who graduated from college And he was really wanting his dad to give him a brand new car to begin his new life for his graduation present. But his dad had the audacity to give him a Bible. There was no new car, no new car smell. I guess there was a little bit of new leather, but it was bound on the outside of a Bible. And so the young man took the Bible home to his apartment and just threw it in the corner. Never opened it, never looked at it. Several decades went by, and his father passed away. And after the funeral, he went back home to his parents' house and started digging through some of his things. And he found that old Bible. And so he decided to open it and started flipping through it. And right about in the middle of the Bible fell out an old key to a car. Now, it wasn't a new car of today's world with big key fobs or keyless entry. Think about an old key that would have started an old truck or suburban of the 80s or 90s. That old key fell out the middle of his Bible attached to a small little note that said, Son, I did get you the new car, but I wanted you to have what was most important first. Because if you look in the pages of this book, you will find the things in life that you not only need but the things that you want. 
And that's still true for all of us. This this Bible that we meditate on, it doesn't just tell us what we need in life. It gives us what we want. If we want better relationships, it gives it to us. If we want a better outlook on life, it gives it to us. If we want real joy, it shows us how to find it. <laughs> if we want to understand what it means to strive for racial equality, it shows us why it's so important. It not only gives us what we need, but it gives us what we want. Do you delight in the Word of God? Other nations around the world are begging for it to come in. In our nation of America, we want to get it out. And I'm afraid that we see firsthand what happens to a nation when we don't delight in God's Word. In fact, here's what David had to say about it right there in the psalm. He said, if you meditate on the Word of God, you're going to be very blessed. That's a word that means happy. Now, God is not totally concerned with your happiness. God wants you to be holy more than he wants you to be happy. But when David says, I'm going to be happy, what David means is just, my life is going to go smoother. My life is going to be healthier. Because if I'm meditating on the Word of God, I'm going to do those things that God's Word is telling me to do, and my life is going to follow suit. And in verse 3, David says, here's what else is going to happen. If you meditate on God's word, you're going to be like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Now, if you know much background information about King David or where he would have been writing this psalm from, you understand why that's such a big deal. David's in the Middle East. David's in a very arid environment. They don't see a lot of rain. But David says you can live a drought-free life, unlike anything you see around this place. You can be like trees planted by streams of water that, that bear fruit in season. I've spent all of my life in the great state of Texas. I'm very proud to be a Texan. I've now been on staff of four different churches in Texas, all in four different cities, and there's never been a time at a church that I haven't heard someone pray, Lord, send us more rain, because Texas knows what it means to be in a drought. You know, I'm a huge golfer, and I've always been jealous of people who live in parts of the United States where it rains every day because their golf courses are so plush. They are in such good shape. Can you imagine what it would be like never to be in a drought? Never have to worry about when you can or can't water your grass or the lakes dropping too low or the water sources drying up. Never have to worry about the foundation of your house shifting during the hot summers and the dry soil. David says, spiritually speaking, you can live a drought-free life. You can be like a tree planted by streams of water. You can yield fruit in every season. Why? Because you meditate on the Word of God. David goes so far to say that whatever you do, you're going to prosper. Now, don't panic. David is not turned into the health and wealth gospel preacher. David isn't saying, listen up here, Israel, if you'll just meditate on the scrolls, your net worth will go up and your blood pressure will go down. 
I think if David were alive today and heard someone make a statement like that, he would simply laugh and then probably mourn and then go off to play a harp to make himself feel better. When David says, whatever you do will prosper, what David is saying is that you're going to succeed in the areas of life that really matter. You're going to do well in those things that God is truly concerned about. If you meditate on the Word of God, you're going to be a great parent. If you meditate on the Word of God, you're going to stay faithful during life's toughest storms. If you spend a lot of time meditating on the Word of God, the doctor can come in and tell you that you have cancer and and you're going to shed some tears and you're going to be concerned. But your life isn't going to crumble because you're going to remember that your citizenship is not on this earth. Your citizenship is in heaven. If you meditate on the Word of God, racism is going to have no part of your vocabulary. If you meditate on the Word of God, you're going to realize that your 401k is not what defines you. And the stock market can rise and fall, but your your contentment in life won't move one iota. Because in whatever you do, you're going to prosper the way that God wants you to prosper. And here at Road Talk, we want to help you. We want to help you fix your eyes on Jesus. We want to help you navigate your journey. We want to help you as you help us live a God-honoring, Christ-exalting life. I want to end each episode by saying two things. First of all, keep your eyes on heaven. But secondly, until the trumpet sounds... There's going to be road work ahead, and road talk will help us get ready. And may God bless you this week, and please join in next time as we continue to navigate our journey. God bless you.